Good morning. Today is Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. This Friday, in the Torah reading for the last day of Chol HaMoy Pesach, we introduce a new lesson, a new element into our understanding of Pesach, something that is unique, something that is not found in any other mitzvah in the Torah, a second chance. In the Torah reading for this Friday morning, we read about Pesach Sheni, which occurs one month later than Pesach, if during the time when the Besamikdash is standing, a person legitimately was not able to offer the Karbon Pesach at the proper date, they could not come to Yerushalayim, they could not observe Pesach properly, through no fault of their own, that person had a second chance and could come and observe it one month later. And the Torah says that if, when the Beis Hamidrash was standing, a person could legitimately not come to Jerusalem and observe Pesach properly on the correct date, you had a second chance and you could come and observe it one month later. This is totally unique. There is nothing else like it. There's no such concept. For some reason, a person could not keep Shabbos one week. We say, make it up on Wednesday. A person couldn't hear the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. We say, hear it after Sukkos. Why is it only this mitzvah that has this second chance? Now, this is based on a narrative in the Torah that we read in the Minyan on Friday morning. And the Torah says as follows. It concerns the second Pesach, meaning a year after the Jewish people had left Egypt. Second year. And they were getting ready to prepare for Pesach. This would be their first Pesach in freedom in the desert. And it says that there came to Moshe a group of people and they said to him, Moshe, we were engaged in a mitzvah of burying somebody. It was a mitzvah. There was no one else to bury this person. But because we came into contact with the dead body, we were tamay, ritually impure. And therefore, we're not able to observe the Pesach. So what should we do? Obviously, this had never happened before. It didn't happen the year before. And this is just the second year. So Moshe said, hold on a minute. I'll see what God says. And Hashem commanded them in the mitzvah of Pesach Sheni, a person who had a legitimate reason not to be able to observe Pesach at the correct time, they could observe it one month later in the month of, Nisa, in the month of Iyar. And they would do the Seder and with the carbon Pesach, and in that way they would fulfill this obligation. So that's the reading that we have on Friday. Perhaps it's because of the fact that this mitzvah is what creates our national identity. We become Jews through Pesach. Perhaps that's part of the reason why no Jew could be left out. Once we are Jews, 
once there is a national entity of the Jewish people, well, some Jews participate and some Jews don't. But the initiation ceremony, which was Pesach, everyone had to be able to participate. And if some reason a person had a legitimate reason, of course, if a person just, God forbid, didn't care about it, so then they're excluded. But a person who had a legitimate reason not to be able to participate, there had to be a way to fit them in. Okay, perhaps that's the understanding. Perhaps it's something else. But there's something else that comes from this. There is an attitude that comes from this passage. It is a quality that is vitally important to us today. Let's consider this situation. Pesach is approaching. In order to offer the carbon Pesach, when we had a carbon Pesach, for example, when the base of Midrash was standing, or in their day when the Mishkan, the sanctuary was there, so they were going to offer this carbon, the sacrifice. You had to be tar, ritually pure. What if you were legitimately exempt? You were involved in another mitzvah of taking care of a dead body. There was no one else to take care of it. So you did the right thing. You didn't do anything wrong. You weren't negligent. You did the right thing. And you were legitimately exempt from the mitzvah. Imagine to yourself, if you found out that you were legitimately exempt from a certain mitzvah, from a mitzvah that was difficult, a mitzvah that took a lot of effort, what would be your attitude? If you were told a week before Pesach, you don't have to clean for Pesach, it doesn't apply to you this year. Just, just show up in the Seder. That's all you have to do. What would your attitude be towards that? One year, a number of years ago, I was sick on Tisha B'Av. Not seriously, but I was, I was a little bit sick. And I couldn't fast. So it happens that fasting is very difficult for me physically. And Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur are very, very difficult days for me to try to fast. I wasn't happy about being sick because I was in a lot of pain. But I certainly did not mind being exempt legitimately from not having to fast on Tisha B'Av. I had a legitimate excuse. It was legitimate. But listen to these Jews in the desert in the second year when they came to Moshe. When they found out that Pesach was coming and they were exempt and they had done nothing wrong, actually they had done a mitzvah and they were exempt from offering Pesach, they did not say, thank God, what a relief, I don't have to worry about it. They did not even say, no, I'm exempt, so what can I do? I don't have any choice. And they did not even say, tell us, Moshe, what is the right thing for us to do? 
But listen to the words that they said. They said, they came to Moshe and they said, Lama Nigara. Why should we lose out? Listen to those words. They felt that by being exempted from the mitzvah, there was no obligation. They felt they were losing something. And they came to Moshe with a complaint. Lama nigara. Why should we lose this opportunity just because we were performing a mitzvah? Listen to the words of Rabbi Zalman Saratskin as he explains their complaint. Nochei nefesh. They were upset. They were sad. They were disappointed. Lo nahu shaktu. They could not be quiet. They could not rest. They were not at ease. Vitav umimenu. And they demanded from Moshe. Moshe, you've got to find some way for us to be able to fulfill this mitzvah. We cannot stand to lose out on the opportunity to fulfill this mitzvah, even if it is God himself who is saying that we are exempt. They demonstrated an enthusiasm for the performance of every single mitzvah. They demonstrated an understanding of the beauty and the value that comes to a person by performing a mitzvah, any mitzvah. And because they recognized the beauty and the value of that mitzvah, they didn't want to lose it. So what if they were exempt? But Moshe, you've got to ask Hashem to find some way around it. Because even if we're exempt, it is beautiful. It is valuable. We need to be able to have it. The Jews in Egypt demonstrated this same quality. Because when they had the chance to finally be free, you notice, of course, the contradiction in what we say in the Seder about the reason that we eat matzah. In one place we say we eat matzah because it is what we ate when we were slaves. And in another place we say we ate matzah because that's what we took when we left Egypt to eat on the way to Mount Sinai. And the contradiction is explained as follows. The Jews in Egypt, when they finally had the freedom to sleep late, to eat whatever they wanted, to make the most delicious food. They chose not to do that. They chose to keep eating the same matzah that they had eaten while they were slaves in order to more quickly run to Mount Sinai to receive the Torah and to be able to observe the mitzvahs. They understood this idea of the value and the beauty of every mitzvah. And as fast as they could run there and receive them from God, so they'll eat the same bread of poor people while they are free because it gets them to Sinai faster. This is an attitude that we desperately need to foster today for our own spiritual development and especially for our children and our grandchildren. 
if the attitude that we show our children and our grandchildren is that we whine about Pesach, so much work, it's so much effort, the Seder is so long, why can't we have kidneys? Why can't we have so many of the foods that we want? If that is the, the, the attitude that we have and that we demonstrate, I promise you, our children and our grandchildren are listening very carefully to our attitude towards Pesach. And do you think they will keep wanting to do something if they've grown up hearing us complain about it? We desperately need this attitude of Lama Nigara. Why should we lose out from the opportunity to be able to fulfill a mitzvah? To be able to appreciate the beauty and the wisdom and the value of every single mitzvah in God's Torah. This is a lesson we need to take from Pesach. This is a lesson of Lama Nigara that needs to apply not only to Pesach, but to every mitzvah that we encounter, an enthusiasm and a desire to want to observe it. And even if it appears for some reason that we may be exempt, okay, sometimes we are in fact exempt and there is no makeup. But if there's some way to do it, if there is some way to be able to incorporate it into our lives, we need to look for that and we need to value that. That attitude is a, an essential lesson that comes to us from Pesach. My friends, I want to wish you a beautiful day and a great rest of Pesach filled with excitement and enthusiasm to fulfill the mitzvahs of Pesach that still exist for us and every single mitzvah that comes our way with love and recognition of its beauty and value. I wish you a great day. I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.